Today is September 28th, 2020. This is episode 37 of Back to Normal, so let's get started. Okay, in this episode, I am going to be talking about taxes, and I think specifically kind of more income taxes than anything else, um, prompted by the recent news that um, somebody that we found out in 2016 well, people probably knew a lot earlier, but found out officially a lot of people in 2016, Donald Trump doesn't pay a lot of taxes. And in fact, a lot of years doesn't pay taxes at all because he lost so much money and tax laws in most westernized countries are broken. I'm not singling the US out here for having weird and ta- um, weird and I guess biased tax laws would be the best way to put this because um, rich people can lobby government to make it easier for rich people to have to pay less taxes. Um, but I don't really want to focus on that. I mean, I, maybe I'll come back to it afterwards, but what I really wanted to talk about is my own thoughts on taxes in general and nothing really to do with tax law and rich people and all that. Um, so my first point that I want to make here is that I actually really like paying taxes. Uh, I might be in the minority, but like taxes are not a bad thing for me. They're a good thing for everybody else. Like they're not, they're not meant to be something you like there's something that you get to do it's like donating to charity except like you also benefit from it and like i pay taxes in various forms to my municipality to the province i live in and to the country that i live in and that makes it possible to have those those areas provide services to me and everybody around me and like if you're not on board with that if you think that Um, there's something wrong with a system where people who have enough money, like just for their basic lifestyle to not pay for services that, that benefit everybody. Like I just can't, I can't get on board with you. Um, one of the simplest things that came up with the, in the last U S election was, um, how taxes are really good for nothing and everything you do, you have to do yourself. Um, I, I forget, and I'm not going to look up the exact context of that, but it was basically like, we don't need taxes because everything you can do, you can do on your own. And like the concept of roads seems to be lost on those people because um, apparently they're just flying around in jetpacks and don't need to actually have anything to drive on when they go outside. Um, it, the concept of taxes being bad it, in in a modern western society where they're they're literally going to pay for services and like fundamental research and i mean in the us's case the military i guess i can get on board with taxing people less if it means that trillion dollars or something whatever it is doesn't go to the military um the idea that the way government should function is they make policies and create programs that support people based on what people want which is like the whole role of politicians is to is not to um, put in place policies that they already like and already want to do because it benefits them. It's to listen to constituents, listen to people that that are in their district and attempt to put forth policies that are like prompted or will benefit them. And honestly, like the, the concept here of of a tax system where poor people have to pay less than rich people in absolute terms and in relative terms is such an important idea because it comes down to basic equity which is the idea that it doesn't matter how much you have 
if people that are near you um, physically, like in the same locality, don't have enough, it doesn't matter. Like you can't have too much if people around you don't have enough. And the entire concept of increasing income inequality that has come that has been um, kind of brewing for decades now is which is just getting worse and worse and worse um, is entirely fueled by tax policy because there is no kind of regulation whatsoever saying that if you have if you have if you own a giant corporation there's no rule that says you can't just make absolutely personally as much money as you want and that you are able to and actually encouraged to wring as much money out of the system the corporation the corporate system that you've created wring as much money out of it for yourself and for the business um it just leads like the natural consequence if you look at that system for more than 10 seconds the natural consequence is that um rich people people who have the ability to make these kind of investments or or own companies um it's easier for them to accumulate wealth either through value in the company or through stocks or bonds or any kind of other investment um it's easier for them to accumulate wealth than it is for poor people because poor people have no they have no way of having their money make money their every dollar they have goes somewhere and it's not able to just kind of sit there and collect interest on on anything or or watch its value grow due to um stock growth or whatever the case may be literally the entire system is fundamentally broken because um the richer you are the more money you're able to just take away from the system take away from the economy and it's it's almost like the richer you are the more likely you are to be a hoarder of money and i think some some of modern philanthropists some of the most generous people are people who grew up in that system like came up rose to prominence in that system of just being able to make literally unlimited amounts of money people like bill gates specifically um they grew up under that paradigm where it was like you need to make as much money as possible as fast as you can and that's what that's what makes you successful and bill gates specifically like i'm not sure exactly because i i wasn't alive at the time or i was very very young um i'm not sure exactly when he made the transition to philanthropy but it's so clear like he had way more money like he had probably millions of times more than he knew what to do with and so he just started thinking to himself how can i help the world and his his distribution of wealth has been so much more than just taxes like it's his his charity work and his philanthropic work uh is so much more than just taxes because there's no like it's almost like a world tax because there's no way for him to pay there's no way for there's no way that a tax on him personally would go to pay for malaria research or actual equipment to um, try to eradicate malaria in third world countries. And yet he has invested money like so, so much money into doing that. And it's the only way that could ever happen if he wasn't just doing it out of the kindness of his heart is if the U.S. government specifically earmarked money for it. And like it's not. I mean, clearly right now it's not a high priority for them, but um, it seems like it's it's never going to be a high priority for um, most world governments to put money into things like that, especially tax money into things that aren't in their country. And I'm not saying that never happens because I, I'm pretty sure that it does, but it's not a priority compared to things that are going on in 
in their own country, especially Western countries. Um, that's, that's just what they do. And I, at some point, I'm just going to say it now, at some point I'm going to do an episode on the concept of basic income. And that honestly, to me, just seems like the absolute best policy we can put in place in order to reduce income inequality, because it's short of that. I don't see how you really get to a point where I don't see how you get to a point where um, people who own corporations, people who have these like giant stock options and bonuses and all that, how they are ever put in check in terms of the amount of money they're allowed to give themselves on the backs or I guess off the backs of their employees. Uh, it, it doesn't it like I don't think there's any good way to set a hard limit to like, for example, that I've heard that people want to set a limit on the ratio of um, total income between like a CEO, the highest paid worker in a company and the lowest paid worker. I don't know if that like that seems like a really arbitrary line to try and set. But something like um, I've been throwing around the idea for a long time of a basic income that is a basic income tax specifically that would be over top of other kinds of taxes. And basically all it would do is level the playing field, at least on the low end for income to something that is at or around the poverty line. And there is actually like I've looked at the numbers in the Canadian system and there actually is enough money in the Canadian income system to give everybody enough money um, to put them above the poverty line and really only start you actually only start getting negatively affected by the difference at like 50 or $60,000. And to me, like I'm going to, like I said, I'm, I want to go into this more in another episode. So if you're listening to this and you don't really know much about basic income, um, let me know. And cause I'd love to, I'm, I'm eventually going to talk about it. It's just a matter of, um, that I haven't put in any research yet. And that's the kind of episode that I really want to have my facts and figures straight before I do it. Um, but yeah, it's like spoiler alert. I think that's the answer to income inequality and I think that society can be much more just than it is. And I think that having some kind of like when you're rich, if you have a billion dollars, getting a thousand dollars a month more is not going to change your life in any meaningful way. You might not even notice it. But if you are if you make zero dollars or if you make two hundred and fifty dollars a month, getting a thousand dollars a month is literally like multiplying the amount of money you bring home by five. and that is that is life changing, literally life changing for for so many people. And it's the kind of thing where rich people can and should be allowed and forced to to contribute more money into that system, because it's it's the the result of that system that they've been living in for so long that has led to them being so rich. And if they had been paying their if they had been paying their employees not only a fair wage, but like a living wage the entire time that they've been in business, there's a good chance, I think, that they wouldn't have as much money as they have. And it's kind of just a great balancing um, function. And honestly, like I, I think that there's no way that in the next five or 10 years, we don't get some policy like that tried out in a, in a Western society. Now, just to go back for a minute or two briefly to talk about the U.S. election upcoming and this major taxes um, information dump from the New York Times. Um, it seems pretty clear. I read a couple of analyses, like very brief analyses. I haven't gone in. I haven't dug into the material myself because I kind of want to just see how it plays out. Um, but it can. I can just tell that we're in quite. Uh, we're in for quite a ride 
leading up to this election. There's something like a month and a week or something like less than a month and a half um, until the election. And it seems pretty clear that as I had hoped the last four years, journalists and, and various people have been spending lots of time trying to dig up information um, or, you know, publish information at just the right time to have the maximum impact on the next election. Because we've seen um, we've seen in the last election, we've seen over time with this administration that if you don't like there's so many scandals, there's so much garbage going on at any given time that the news cycle can't possibly keep its attention on on a given scandal for long enough to make it have an impact. And so the only thing that they can do is wait, hold on to the information because it's not changing, especially information like tax information that's um, that's from like 10 or 15 years ago even. The only thing that they can do is just pile it on one day after the other in the lead up to the election. And I think that um, we're probably going to see every week, if not every day in for the rest of the um, time leading up to the election, we're just going to see all kinds of trash stories over and over and over again. And somebody was saying that based on the information that they saw in the tax um, document stuff from the New York Times, that it's clear that they've been slicing and dicing this for a really long time. And we're probably going to see like bits of new information coming out for the rest of the week. And um, I'm fascinated to see how this plays out, because honestly, to me, from one side, it seems like how can we possibly how can you possibly ignore what's being said? And yet at the same time, it's been ignored. People have been saying things of similar magnitude of all, all this stuff for years, and it's done nothing. And if anything, it's made his supporters more vitriolic and, and more um, strongly settled in their love of him because it's basically a cult. Um, the only thing that that give me some kind of thought that maybe this will turn out differently than the rest is that I know that Americans really, really seem to hate taxes. I'm not saying everybody like there. I'm sure there are people that feel the same way that I do about taxes, which is that like I understand why they exist and I'm and I'm grateful that they do. And if I ever need a support system that taxes pay for, then I'll be really happy to have it. Um, but Americans really don't like taxes. And I think that there's a good chance that either a lot of his supporters or a lot of people who are still kind of deciding between um, between what they feel are potentially two bad options that um, they look at this and go, wow, this is a person who has been um, who has been unfairly manipulating his finances and doesn't deserve to get another chance to do this for four more years. And I have to put some stock and some hope in that. And um, we'll see where it goes. But honestly, like, um, it doesn't seem like there could be much worse, but I'm sure there is going to be much worse over the next month and a bit. Um, I'm going to leave it there for now. But thanks very much for listening. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.